Hi everyone and welcome back to our podcasting series, Care to Listen. In this, our fifth series, we will be exploring diversity, inclusion and identity. So let me just give you a little bit of background to these, our diversity role model podcasts. These podcasts are an opportunity to get younger people and older people together to talk about their experience of what it's like to belong to groups of people who share unique characteristics. Oh, hi everyone. So I'm here talking today to Pam McConnell. She is the CEO and founder of Five Rivers Childcare and she is talking to Richard Cross. He is the head of assessment and therapy. Welcome guys. Nice to have you here. So we're now at the end of our podcasting series. We've been speaking to um, a full range of people who share unique characteristics Um, and I thought it'd be really nice to invite you along to talk to you about your reflections on the series um, and your ideas about identity and self and intersectionality. So I'll hand it over to you if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Sure. And I'll go first if you don't mind, Richard. And uh, I identify as white and uh, female and I suppose middle class as well. So, yeah. Hello, and I'm Richard and I identify as a white male. I'm You'll be able to tell by my dialect, I'm from Scotland. Uh, and I see myself as middle class now, but historically I was working class. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because again, that's a key part of identity that we heard about in the podcast, was how stable is identity? How do we see ourselves? And is that stable over time? And of course, both of us work as psychotherapists, Richard, and we know that that's largely about how do you change those parts of yourself that you feel aren't serving you um, but also finding that authentic self which is so important. Yeah I think that's a really interesting area that to think about is how we can adapt and change during our life life journey uh, and our sort of concepts of self and uh, how we relate to ourselves in terms of what we learn about ourselves and uh, how we're part of groups uh, and how that shapes us. Yes, I mean, I was very taken with um, some of the podcast podcasters. Is that how you refer to me? But the, the people that were taking part and um, hearing one young person who actually said that in her first placements, there was no understanding or appreciation of her having any disability. Um, and then the person that she was talking to was also sharing that because she may not be perceived as disabled, um, that she doesn't necessarily draw that to anyone's attention. And I think that says something about the context, doesn't it? That sometimes we're in a space where it's okay to be open about our perceived identity, but maybe limitations or that we think other people will see us in a limited way. Yeah. What's, what do you think is needed to create that sort of because it is safety makes us more able to be uh, not just present in ourselves, but actually show ourselves uh, yeah. Yeah. to actually show how how we are. What do you think some of the things that's like we've been able to do in Five Rivers to make that more possible for? Well, I think 
the interesting thing is that we, again we were just reflecting on the quality of the authentic exchanges in the podcasts so i think we can say that with livy's great leadership and help and support that she's managed to create a safe space where people feel they can be open and also exploring because if we all came with our handy label <laughs> If you, you just wear your label, wouldn't you? If that's all there yeah. was to it. So there's that bit about which bits do we want to choose to share and which bits are we almost afraid of in ourselves that we might not be comfortable with about ourselves that we hold back on. So again, I've been very appreciative of, it feels like I've really stepped into a, a, a consultation space where people have been so open about what they found challenging about some of their history. So I think making time might be one of those things and um, giving a protected space, because I know that although people expected a broadcast, I think Livy's done a lot of work to make people feel very safe um, in sharing that they won't experience that kind of perhaps withdrawal or shock faces or judgmental attitudes that maybe people experience in other spaces. So it's, so it's not just talking the talk, it's walking the talk about creating the, mm. creating the right environments for, for, for the adults and the children Absolutely. to be able to connect and bring this stuff so it's able to be open mm. and thought about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, Richard, but when I was listening as well, I was thinking, you know, faced with that level of openness and honesty as well, that I wouldn't feel comfortable about being less than authentic myself and and I think that's what it invites us to do doesn't it when people do that very open sharing in that safe space yeah then you become very disingenuous if you don't actually do something similar yourself yeah it's very motivating and modeling that uh, we can be in groups and people start sharing and it just it does it creates a really helpful dynamic where we we want to be part of that healthy culture eh, where we can bring more of ourselves then absolutely Richard I know that you know one of the things that you do as a, as a team of clinicians is particularly to help enable those group environments especially in residential but I know that also happens with the families that you work with in fostering as well and of course with education in their teaching groups and schools mm -hmm. uh, could you just give a little high level brief view of what it's doing neurally when we actually connect with people because I know that's one of the great things that's come out recently in the last 10 years. Yeah, so the, what we know now is that it's a human need mm -hmm. to be able to connect with one another, connect mind to mind. Uh, and it's a body to body experience as well, isn't it? So when we're even in a group, we can, if it's, if it's facilitated correctly around things like boundaries and structure all the things that we need in relationships to feel safe then they can provide a space where people can gradually mm -hmm. take more and more steps into sharing more and more of their like themselves about who they are yeah. uh, and their vulnerabilities and their sensitivities uh, which in turn creates this opportunity for us to be validated mm -hmm. uh, to gain this sort of sense of being respected and uh, it's a very worthwhile and rewarding experience for any group. Yeah, and I'm also thinking about the um, the work that's been done that shows that we start to calm 
when we see something of ourselves being reflected back so that we kind of know that existentially we exist. Um, because again, we know that in society, we've got a kind of a loneliness that's been built into our culture. So that kind of going against that and connecting in person as well as on screen actually makes a big difference and that we sort of synchronize our breathing and we synchronize our pace and tone and that synchronicity is actually doing something that brings us back to those positive comforting things that we hopefully got to experience in our early years. Yeah and that also creates this so just thinking there back to the group is when the group space becomes more comfortable and we can show ourselves sometimes people can help us to maybe adapt in terms of some of the negative self-concepts about ourselves or about mm-hmm. our work and about what we do. Uh, people can be more supportive uh, colleagues yeah. and friends to say, well, in actual fact, you might not see that as good work, but in actual fact, it's excellent. You're, not, <laughs> you're doing really well. So yeah. it gives us helpful, supportive uh, opportunities to connect in that other way, almost like what the parent does with the child. Eh? The parent yeah. does this this reframing, yeah. this reconnecting about yeah. self and hopefully identifying that the child is, wow, you've got so much strengths and this yeah. stuff's good. And Yeah, yeah. and I, I think actually just linking that in with specifically with the podcast, I think if you'd put a group of young people into a room together with kind of the, the reasons why they've come together, so to talk about diversity and inclusion, that if they had felt threatened, scared, apprehensive, and and again, it takes time to get that safety feeling, um, but how creative they've been. So not only in terms of the music, I mean, Proud to Be Me, what a fantastic song. And, and I so appreciated how it was there right the way through the sort of the broadcast as well. And that's something that doesn't come out of people being upset, fearful, not wanting to show themselves. That is the absolute antithesis of that. And I thought how inclusive all the young people were themselves, you know, choosing to not be just labelled in singular labels, but actually wanting to recognise that there is that intersectionality, that people are connecting and recognising that we're far more complex than simple labels. And I love the fact that the kindness that was there in the question and answers between people. And I think that's, again, part of what we get when we connect properly and give each other time that we suddenly show so much more to each other, which is great. I mean, what have you been left with that you want to take away having heard these podcasts and having talked about what they can do for us and shared understanding well, i think it's just great to be able to listen to those experiences that people bring in uh, you know it, like it opens up our awareness mm-hmm. uh, it's really great in terms of how people can share because the more that we can understand mm-hmm. about each other uh, the better yes. uh, it, because that increases connection and empathy i'm really i'm I'm really for what I call empathic attunement about us understanding each other's uniqueness and uh, being able to connect to that. So that's what it's brought home for me. And thank you, for Livy, for all that hard work on bringing these things to life. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was an absolute pleasure, really. I would, um, I'd love maybe some 
therapeutic um, support when we're running our listening groups, which will be happening shortly. We're going to give everyone and their allies a chance to sort of share their experiences. And if it could be supported by the therapeutic team, that would be even better. And yeah, maybe if Pam can come along and really hear directly from people who share these unique characteristics um, and take what they tell you straight to the board of directors, that would be great. I'd really love to, thank you. And as you know, we work closely with the Youth Council and we're looking forward to our session in Birmingham coming up. Yeah, we're, all, we're getting ready for that at the minute, yes. Oh, well, thanks very much. Lovely to hear thank from you. And I'll, um, I'll be seeing you around. And please pass on our thanks to everyone that took part because it's a really treasured experience. So thank you. I've really enjoyed listening. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. So you've been listening to the Five Rivers Childcare Family podcast series, Care to Listen. For any more information, please contact us on participation at five-rivers.org. Thanks for listening. Original soundtrack, Proud to Be Me, written, produced and recorded by the Five Rivers Young Creators.